everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fangirl Fever. Today we'll be talking about TanaCon and other internet conventions. Um, we thought this was a crucial topic to cover since we both met almost exactly four years ago. And honestly, I feel like this would have been a great first ever episode so our listeners could know more about us, but better late than never. Anyway, Zoe, what was your favorite post this week? Noelle Miller's latest Weird DMs video. And if you've ever seen a Weird DMs video from him, they are weird indeed the DMs that he gets, but I love this series and he hasn't done it in a while and I thought he wasn't going to do it again. So I was excited when I saw he posted a new one and, you know, it's just as good as all the other ones. Definitely recommend watching all of them if you haven't, but proceed with caution because they get weird. I haven't watched one of those videos in a long time so i'm very curious to see how much weirder it's gotten because the first couple videos that came out were really really weird dms yeah and they're like dms from his fans like what is going on in your lives <laughs> unhinged you people ha- yeah i i've been a fan of him for so long and i've never had anything close to the weird stories that he's been dm'd by people fans. at this point they're just making it up so that they can make it into the video yeah, that is true. Like, so much stuff that is on the internet is totally fake. Anyways, my favorite post of the week, favorite post of the week is a video of Harry at his Manchester show. Um, he read a fan sign that said, Harry, I came from Australia. And he responded with his little witty humor um, with, hello, I just came down from the road. And I was just like, oh, what a typical Harry response. I saw the video you sent me of him, like, mouthing sleigh bestie. Mm-hmm. at the show you know what? that should have been my favorite post actually but so cute yeah he's him. so like happy right now and i really wish i was there to experience it but we will soon when he comes back to america yes all right anyways let's move in to the big old story time of the season tanacon so zoe can you tell us what is tanacon for people who don't know what it is Okay, so TanaCon happened in 2018. It was basically the YouTuber Tana Mojo's reaction to not being invited to VidCon as a featured creator. If you don't know what VidCon is, it's a YouTube convention. It's thrown by YouTube and a bunch of other sponsors. And typically, YouTube will pick out creators that are really popular and have a lot of subscribers and will have them as featured creators. You can also go with a brand or by yourself with a regular creator creator pass, but if you're a featured creator, you have meet and greets with fans that set up by VidCon, you have panels, stuff like that. And Tana was really, really big at the time. And she'd gone to, I think, 2016 VidCon and 2017 VidCon and wasn't a featured creator. In 2018, she was like, I don't know how many subscribers, but very, very popular. So she was shocked when she wasn't invited. And I don't really remember exactly what happened. I do remember her being upset because something happened at the last VidCon where fans were mobbing her and the security basically blamed her for it, even though she was like, guys, I can't really control what they do. Mm -hmm. And I know Tana Mojo is a very controversial Controversial. and obnoxious person I don't think I don't agree with everything she's done and I don't look up to her at all but I do think she's very entertaining that's the perfect way to describe her what you need to keep in mind when listening to this that was like my my train of thought when I was planning on going because whether you like her or not 
the videos she'd be making, they are interesting. Yeah. So I was watching. Even me, someone with a very short attention span, I would literally <laughs> sit through her 40 minute plus videos. Yeah. So um, then she basically posted like an hour, 18 minute video, which we'll have linked in the media. Uh, if you want to watch it, feel free. Don't recommend. It's like old news by now. But um, she was like, I'm throwing my own event called TanaCon at the exact same time as VidCon down the street to combat VidCon because she wasn't going and it would steer people away from going to VidCon. And she promised a bunch of creators that were all really, really good, like popular creators that weren't going to VidCon. So it was like, oh, that's cool. Like, this sounds like it'll be way better, but it was Fire Festival vibes. That's what TanaCon is. And you could buy, or it was like two sets it of was, passes. It was, you could get free tickets or you could pay like $60 for the VIP one. Like a first come first serve basis on the free passes, which were called featured creators and they were free to whoever got them. But a lot of people ended up coming who didn't get them. They just came to come. And um, then the VIP tier was called featured effing creator. And you got like your pass. You got an exclusive merch bundle. You got to pick she which air meet quoted you got. You got priority. You got to go in extra spaces and stuff. So it sounded like, oh, this is cool. There's a lot, but in my opinion, at the time, better creators going. It seemed to promising in theory. So I was like, it's only sixty five dollars. I was already going to VidCon for whatever reason, and I just decided to go to TanaCon too because it was down the street. VidCon, there's not really things to do all day. So, I mean, you can, but there was nothing that I really want to do all day. So I was just like, I'll just go to both. Sounds like it'll be fun. Didn't turn out that way, as we all know. Yeah. Wait, what was, do you not remember why, like, you went to VidCon specifically that year? I don't remember why. I I always wanted to go, and I just ended up going because my sister, one of my older sisters, she was really into YouTube when I think it was like the peak of YouTube, like 2014, 2015. And this was obviously 2018. So it was a good amount of time afterwards. And I was like, oh, that looks really fun. She's older than me. So I was like, finally, I can go like, this will be real fun. And mm-hmm. then there were a few people announced that I was excited to see, but nothing special. I don't remember. Like, I just kind of wanted to go and it's close and it's like, relative- it was relatively affordable. Yeah. And it's by Disneyland. So we were also going to Disneyland with my family. So that's why I plan on going. For me, the only reason why I even showed up to TanaCon was honestly just to see you and the boy band we used to stand, which they didn't even show up. Like a lot of people that were on the lineup didn't even show up. Yeah. I'm very, very curious. Like after this, I wish I had took like screenshots of all the TanaCon promotions and website and stuff because there were so many creators promised that just Mm -hmm. weren't there. And I want to know if they were actually like, were their contracts, did they actually agree to do all of that or were they just, their name was put on there just because. Because like, I know Cody Coe was supposed to be there and that was like right when I found him and he started blowing up and I was like, oh my God, I want to meet him. He's so cool. Mm -hmm. He was nowhere to be found. I don't think he was even at VidCon. I bought the vip one for 60 dollars or whatever off of some girl on twitter and it was actually real i was shocked i mean not that it mattered if it was real or not but i was like this very well could be a scam but 
I I got my lanyard. I got my VIP merch bag. I still have it all. I still have it too. I use it to hold my swimsuits. Seriously, I just have yeah. it in like a box. Like it's and a I, it's an ancient relic. Like that will be in a museum. I also future. have um the lanyards because when when like the whole chaos was happening, there was like a bunch on the floor, so I just grabbed them. How many did you I grab? I have like five or six. Altogether. Oh, I only have one. I, and I don't I know mean, why. When we get to our stories, basically, I like all was cool until I got inside. Talk about when we first met each other for the first time. Well, you were there first, so you got there yeah. first. So, so tell me your I POV. got there around, I think it was like 8 or 9 a.m. I remember it was pretty cloudy out because, you know, Southern California be cloudy in the morning. And it eventually got really sunny and everybody got burnt because oh yeah we we're stupid and didn't wear sunscreen. And I have such a vivid memory. I My dad dropped me off. He walked me to the end of the line. The line was pretty long by then. It wasn't, obviously it wasn't the longest as it got, but it was fairly long. And I was alone and my dad left and these two girls in front of me started talking to me. They were like, are you here alone? And I was like, yeah. And then they were like, do you want to just hang out with us today? We ended up getting along very well. And I'm still in touch with both of them. And love them both. Shout out to Anna and Jillian. Y'all both rule. They drove all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. And if you look at a U.S. map, that That is is a long drive. And they weren't going to VidCon. They actually got a room at the hotel that it was at, which was like the Anaheim Marriott. I mean, there's like 10 Anaheim Marriott's, but it was one of them. And yeah, it was like pretty small hotel compared to the VidCon. Extremely small. Like, isn't the cap like 4,000 or something? I don't even think it was 4,000. Like the VidCon one is, it's like this giant Hilton hotel next to the Anaheim Convention Center. And the Anaheim Convention Center is huge. Yeah. So it's this little measly hotel ballroom is nothing compared to that space which I think is like probably 20k cap so that I was like whatever I don't know how many people are gonna come but I have my ticket so uh we got it I was in line you know waiting waiting saw Michael Weist go by on his segue many if you times. know you know and um Tana actually ended up coming out we saw we saw the David Dobrik like car oh it's, one it's with his face car. all over it yeah yeah I was like, oh, that's so cool. I wasn't a fan of the vlog squad and I didn't know anything about them. And I was like, that's cool. Then Tana ended up coming out and like she talked to Jillian and I said hi to her. She was really nice. It was just chaotic. And then we just waited in line, waited in line. And then this is when I met Amy. I remember where I was standing and I was wearing the ugliest outfit known to man. No, it's not. I don't know what compelled me to buy and wear that outfit but i don't should we add a pick no we should add a pick to the the newsletter no that is staying in the vault it is not seen it's really not it's really you're you look fine it looks so buns and my hair if this episode gets 100 streams we'll post the photo please don't listen to it a hundred times. Um, I don't agree to that. But Amy came up to me and I was like, oh my God, hi. And I was telling like Anna and Jillian 
about how we met and they were like oh that's so exciting you're meeting here it was kind of awkward but you know first time it's always awkward when you when you first meet yeah so I think you left and then you just waited in line with your friends and then you ended up coming back again. yeah because we we went to the back of the line because we didn't want to cut people yeah not that it mattered yeah we didn't get in anyways but so for us then I I remember I went under this tent that all the merch was under and they like scanned Mm -hmm. your tickets and stuff and then you can Mm -hmm. tell your story now okay we took an uber there and when we pulled up the line was so long the uber guy didn't know where to drop us off so we had to go to like behind this neighborhood or wherever whatever then we walked over I think at this point it was starting to get kind of hot um I honestly don't remember that much about this day like we got at the end of the line and then I was texting you like where are you da, 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 da. and then I, I'm this part I remember I had like my snapchat camera out and you like told me what you were wearing and I was like taking a selfie and I was like hey Zoe but like you didn't know it was you like because your back was turned to me I still have that photo by the way and then I don't know I guess we met we took a selfie and then I had one of my friends take like an actual picture of us or was it or was it one of the? I think girls? we took the, the picture of us standing was later, but you know, okay. the day yeah. blended together. It was a movie. Um, yeah, I also remember seeing Tana, Bella Thorne, and honestly, there was just like a bunch of like D list internet social media personality personalities, yeah. like thinking they're so cool because they have rides on the back of these golf carts or whatever. But it was honestly mm-hmm. just a weird experience. Like random people were like going up to us and like giving out stickers of their their brand or whatever um it was really annoying like I felt really bad for dragging my friends with me because as we know I'm very like into pop culture and everything and I love that they tolerate me and all my glory um but I was unlike you a a huge David Dobrik stand so when I saw Toddy's car I was like oh my god take a picture of me and it's that picture is so embarrassing because at that point I had already gotten a really bad sunburn that photo is never leaving my snapchat um (laughs) but yeah and then I remember like there there was like an assist like Michael's assistant or whatever like she came out she had to stand on a table with the megaphone and she was like it's getting way too chaotic like unfortunately we're not able to let everybody in blah 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 but tell us what was it like when you got inside so I was stuck at the front of the line for like an hour. You know, we were just talking, talking to security. The security was really nice. And like you said, I kept seeing like these TikTok, not even TikTok. I think it was Musical.ly at that time. Yeah, right. TikTok wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah, it was like Musical.ly. It was like the era of Musical.ly turning into TikTok. And it was just these, like I remember seeing Danielle Cohn drive by. And oh yeah, I saw her too. 13, allegedly 13 at the time. Don't know if she's been lying about her age. And I was like, that's so weird. It was just like, like, I love pop culture. Obviously, we're talking about it all the time on this podcast. But this is like so like I would not consider this event to be like a rich pop culture like thing. Like it is just a cesspool of people who want to be famous and think they're mm-hmm. really famous and cool but they're not and they're actually just like they suck but I remember I saw Bella Thorne I actually she was having her meet and greet in the front of the inside of the building and the security was like do you want to go inside and meet her and we were like no we're gonna wait 
So I could have met Bellathorn. I didn't, though. Not that it matters. Hey, but, did, um, do you remember who you picked for your meet and greet? Because I think it was Tana and Bella together. So I was like, oh, I'm going to meet them when I get my meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to meet Bella right now. And then I didn't end up going there and saw her walk out, saw Maud's son who looked rough that day. Mm-hmm. He was nice, though. I said hi to him. And then we finally got let in and we walked down. It was so tiny. Like the walk from the door in the back to the ballroom area down this hallway was probably like a three minute walk not even three minutes like you could walk down this in one to two minutes which is very small and then it led in the hotel and led into the hotel lobby me and Anna were so hungry and there was this vegan ice cream sandwich stand giving out free ice cream sandwiches we were like we need to get those we got them we were talking to the lady you know chilling we go to the bathroom and the bathroom was really nice and I kind of wish we just stayed in there because it would have been like less chaos there was like nobody in there and then we walked out of the bathroom in the hallway that the bathroom was down Laura's you know that woman that like was friends with James Charles Laura's closet oh yeah 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 she had a stand and it was really small and it was by the bathroom and I was like that's so weird (laughs) And then we ended up walking into the ballroom and it was like the opening ceremony. So we watched Tana talk about just the whole event. It wasn't very full. We were kind of in the back, but it was it was fine. And then she left probably after 30 minutes or so and then came back on with Emma Chamberlain. And that's when chaos started to ensue. And basically they had to get off stage. Everyone was getting kicked out and paramedics started arriving. People were literally passing out. Yeah. We got kicked out and me and Anna were like latched onto each other. We were like, girl, we're not going to die here. And Jillian was like, no, I'm staying in here. She stayed in the ballroom as long as she could. She was like, I'm going to hide. Like, I want to be here. I, I drove all this way. I'm going to be here. And I was like, okay, girl, do you. And we ended up just walking down. I saw like a bunch of people that I knew on the internet then, but I don't know them now. Like they just were like, oh, I know who that person is. I know that. Couldn't tell you who they were now. And... We basically, like, there's these videos of the lobby, the hotel lobby, and you can see us for a split second, but it's nothing special, you know? So we just were trying to get out. I was like, girl, we need to leave. And I am a pro at, like, getting focused, speed walking, and getting to point from point A to point B. So I took the lead. I was getting us out of there. And we got outside. We were waiting in front of the hotel. We sat on this curb for a while. Jillian ended up coming out. Oh, yeah. That's when I saw you guys, when I saw you guys again. Yeah. And then I was like, y'all, I'm going to leave because, I mean, I have tickets to VidCon. I yeah. Oh, now I remember we were so delusional. I, well, at least I was that I was going to see you again the next day because they they promised that it would be more organized. But then like later the day, they tweeted that TanaCon is like not resuming. Yeah, you were like, see you tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. And then I went to VidCon and I was like, cool. And before I left for VidCon, my dad ordered me an Uber because he couldn't pick me up because there was like too many people all around. And um, I walked to the back where the entrance was just to see what was going on. And Bella Thorne and Tana were on that table that that lady was screaming on. Being Mm -hmm. like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, there's like 20,000 people here there was not 20,000 people which we ended up finding out 
oh, and yeah, just like, I saying sorry. And then this ambulance pulled up and this girl got put in it and I still have the picture and no. it was just interesting. And then I left and I never came back and I was like, wow, that was TanaCon. Yeah. So fun. When I think about TanaCon, I think of that scene in Mean Girls, like once like they found out about the burn book and then the whole school goes like chaotic fighting each other. Yeah. That's literally the epitome of TanaCon. Yeah. That was literally what it was. It was crazy. Like, it was crazy that it happened, but it, like, we can talk about this more, but the way Shane Dawson milked TanaCon. Oh, absolutely. Was crazy. Like, it was, it was unacceptable for an event to be like that, but he made it out to be fire festival. Like, straight on an island, no it's like, food. It's like the no Gen Z fire fest. Yeah, except it was like on, a one percent scale of Firefest. Like we yeah. were, we were in society. We were on an island. We weren't starving. Like it was bad, but it wasn't Fire Festival. Bad. Well, actually, I was starving. So me and Hannah went together. Okay, but you had access to food. Like you weren't on an island, stranded with nowhere to sleep. Yeah. Well, actually, once we like gave up, we were like walking around because like that area has like some food air food options. So we went to like Red Robin first, but the line was so long. And then we were like, okay, how adult taco? And we're just like, oh no. So then we just went home and then me and Hannah got like good, good food. Del Taco, I've never been there. It looks never? so scary. No. It's it's not that bad. It looks um, so scary. <laughs> I can't. How did you feel when you saw yourself in Shane's video? I was like, oh that's cool. But it's like literally 0.1 second you can't really tell it's me unless you look you could still use that as a fun fact for like icebreakers or whatnot like i would no, love that's to say so that. annoying i was once in a shane dawson video about TanaCon. that's literally so iconic they're gonna be like where and then i'll pull up the video and it's like i'm right there <laughs> <laughs> like anyone could say that true but not me actually because i looked hard you could lie you could lie and no. say that no you were I'm not going to okay but anyways. yeah my, my takeaways from TanaCon was literally nothing except for a nasty sunburn and a really awful swag bag yeah um I like and meeting my bestie for the first Tana time Con of course was, obviously I met you there and I met Anna and Jillian who like I bonded with really great like really hard with and yeah you know, I never would have met them because they live all the way in Missouri and I live in Arizona and it was just yeah. like fate you know we were honestly to- it makes me really wonder like how different our friendship would be right now if we had never met each other at TanaCon because I know like the second yeah. time we met was in Vegas which maybe still could have happened but like I feel like the initial like meeting at TanaCon first because really, like, we met like so close after we, yeah like- it was like three weeks like, almost exactly three weeks I think which, yeah, is, which is like crazy so that was like yeah. the base of our friendship which I mean that's so cool like as buns as TanaCon was I'm glad it happened because I did I end up walking out of it I was broke no I wasn't broke I was down $65 but I think it was made up for in the friends that I made and in the stories that I told to everybody at school when yeah. I was back in school <laughs> I was like I went to TanaCon <laughs> everyone was so annoyed when I kept bringing that up <laughs> iconic but yeah and I was hanging out with Sabrina yesterday and she's like you went to TanaCon and I was just like yeah you didn't know because I, I feel like I've talked about it a couple times with my friends and she's like why'd you go and I was like well listen to the podcast episode and you'll find yeah. out why I went that's how you get views people I mean not views streams 
But basically, I agree. It was lame merch. Like you were promised VIP merch. It was nothing. They, they did not deliver. Their they promises. gave out rubber rubber bracelets and drawstring bags and like stickers for brands, mm-hmm. not even Tanafo yeah, stickers. Exactly. But um, Shane Dawson, like I said, ended up milking it for. I don't know how many part docu-series mm-hmm. where Tana cried. And we ate it up. And Michael Weiss ended up making a flop one that nobody cared about. I'm pretty sure he, like, fell off the face of the earth. And now No, I actually back. checked. I checked his Instagram, like, a couple of days well, ago. Well, he had to, like, for this. die for a few months. Yeah. Until the internet forgot. He went into and hiding. Then, yeah. And then but yeah, I think like he still back. works with, like, influencers and whatnot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he closed the company that he planned TanaCon with because he was getting so much hate but he just opened a new one so yeah whatever um uh in regards to Tana's career it basically did nothing if you know Tana she milks all her controversies yeah for fame which I mean the Jake Paul stuff wedding like it's is it morally questionable yeah but is it a smart business move? Also, yes, because she still has a lot of fans, gets a lot of views. Mm-hmm. So for sure, yeah. And she's done other things since then and before then that were probably just as bad, and no one really cared. But that's yeah. another topic. So that's the Tanacon story, and now we're going to talk about social media slash internet conventions because Tanacon is obviously based off of other internet conventions and it flopped but let's talk about the ones that don't flop well what the way they're set up doesn't flop it doesn't put people's safety in danger if you go Mm -hmm. it might flop in your opinion yeah (laughs) so the first one would be vidcon and like i said i've gone before my sister went in 2014 and 2015 and we actually stayed at the hilton right by it which now if you try to stay there and you're not a creator you can't so oh wow i saw a lot of people that were like famous 2014 2015 youtube when i stayed there for one of those years and i was like oh my god that's so cool like i remember watching walking by gg gorgeous and i was like so shocked i was like oh my god that's so cool like i basically know her i'm famous and i feel like YouTube is dying and that's kind of a topic for a whole nother day, but I'll paraphrase it a little bit. Basically, if you've never heard of the adpocalypse of 2016, companies or sponsors like ad advertisers were pulling their ads from YouTube because of what certain creators were posting on the website. And then YouTube made their guidelines a lot more strict. And if you posted anything that wasn't children's content, you basically didn't make any money off of your videos unless you had a sponsor. So then less people started posting, less or more people stopped posting on YouTube. And I feel like ever since then, the decline has been crazy. Like I still really like YouTube, but it's nothing like the way it was like the mid 2010s. It was a very iconic and very Mm -hmm. distinct culture of people who made videos of all different kinds. But now you're very, very limited on how you can make videos. 
because making a video takes a lot of time, takes a lot of equipment that's expensive. And if you're not getting paid anything for it, why would you do it? Why would you do it in the first place? When you're not getting paid, but you also get millions of views, it's like, what's the point? And now a lot of YouTubers do like ad reads, which I mean, that's completely valid because you have to make money somehow if you're posting on the platform, but then it's like, you're still getting an ad. You know, it's kind of annoying as a viewer to get an ad. I always skip watching a video without ads, but we can talk about YouTube another time because that's a crazy topic in my opinion. And VidCon, like I said, peaked in that time too, because there were so many iconic YouTubers like Joey Graceffa, Shane Dawson, even Zoella, like Bethany. The British, the British takeover. Yeah, like those type of people, like the DIY girls, the Mm -hmm. British YouTubers, O2L, like all these things, even MadCon, like these like mid 2010s YouTubers, it was unlike no other. And I also yeah. feel like that was also due to like the death of Vine because a lot of yeah. Viners were YouTubers and then when Vine died, they transitioned to YouTube and then they were done dirty because YouTube pulled or advertisers pulled out of sponsoring YouTubers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, my opinion on VidCon, I went to it twice, like actually attended the event. And I think... I haven't looked at the prices recently, but I think personally I would never go again unless somebody paid for me to go because it's just not that fun for the price you pay. Like it's not that expensive, but nowadays there's not really any good YouTubers that are featured or even go. There's not really much to do. The panels are really dead. It's not that fun. Like the most fun I had was because of the people I went with or the things I did outside of going. It was just kind of a little add-on to being in Anaheim. So I wouldn't recommend going unless you're really, really wanting to go. But yeah, that's my thoughts on VidCon. I've never been, but I've always wanted to, like when YouTube was at its peak. And like you, I don't I don't see myself going in the near future just because I don't mm-hmm. I still watch YouTube occasionally, but the people that I do watch, I don't see them ever being a featured creator just because like they're not really mainstream creators you know um but yeah I don't know I feel like if VidCon does want to keep continuing then they kind of have to adapt to the current media trends in a way like I feel like they can't put all their eggs in one basket yeah they definitely I I know because like I know that the D'Amelio sisters are going to be there this year so they at least are starting to incorporate TikTok but TikTok and YouTube are so different and not to diminish any like TikTok creators, but I just don't think that they can provide the same experience or insight as YouTubers do. It's very I totally different. agree. I totally agree. Um, I think that the death of VidCon is due and YouTube is due to a lot of things. Like now the internet is less of a fun place to post creative things and make a little money. It's more of like an ad space it's yeah all about essentially ads and I feel like when we're talking about TikTok the algorithm on YouTube is not really understood by people it's very weird and random I remember Cody Ko talked about it on a podcast episode a while ago don't know which one it was but he basically said that he thinks that the TikTok or the YouTube algorithm is levels and once you get to a certain point below like let's say you're on level one 
like your channels on level one and then you get like 75% of the way to level two and then all of a sudden YouTube will boost your video and get you up to level two and then it just does that like each time that's why people when they get a lot of subscribers like someone like Emma Chamberlain it's like so sudden but Mm -hmm. it's not doesn't really happen with a lot of people like TikTok is just hashtag FYP and you get on the for you page and sometimes your video hits and Mm -hmm. It really just depends, and it's like a completely different setup. It's mobile, it's vertical. It's not really that creative. I feel like TikTokers are people like Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, which I'm not saying they aren't creative, but when it comes to making their videos, there's no. They don't have to they, try as hard as they YouTubers. don't film it with their. They film it with their phones. They don't have equipment. They don't have to write it. They don't really have to have an idea. It's kind of just like whatever. They kind of just know? bounce off of each other's trends, and they just yeah. kind of. It's very fast paced. Yeah, and I feel like YouTube and every other social media platform is trying to do like a TikTok. I don't know similar thing like YouTube has YouTube Shorts which I hate. I hate I it so much like because I usually watch YouTube on my computer because it's better on your computer. It's obviously bigger. Agreed. You're watching a vertical video or a horizontal video, and YouTube Shorts will come up and it's so stupid because it doesn't fit your computer screen. Amen. And then obviously Instagram has Reels, which is basically just a place to repost TikToks and promote your brand if you have a brand. And yeah, I could just talk about TikTok all day long because I feel like that's really funny because you don't even have TikTok anymore. I know, but I go on other things and I see TikTok stuff and I'm like, bro, yeah, I can't escape this app. I don't even have it and I can't Mm -hmm. escape it because like TikTok, sometimes there's a lot of cool videos that I've seen, a lot of funny videos, a lot of good stuff. There's also a lot of bad stuff stuff and I guess you could say that about YouTube as well but TikTok is so dumb sometimes like I will go on Pinterest and I will see a screenshot of a tweet of a screenshot of a TikTok and the TikTok Mm -hmm. is just a paragraph over somebody sitting there just their face with that flashing light filter yeah and I'm on Pinterest okay I'm trying to save pictures of sunsets I'm not trying to save these screenshots of tweets of screenshots of TikToks. Like Valid. TikTok is a visual visual platform. Why is somebody typing a paragraph and playing Kiss Me More behind it? It's so dumb. Like, and then it gets like a million likes. But whatever. I think VidCon will have to adapt, like you said, but I don't know if it'll work out because I don't think panels are really the best thing to interview TikTokers because I don't think they're doing anything very creative or very worth talking about a pan- yeah. worth talking about on a panel for. Totally like, agree. Like you can't really ask many questions of so how did you make up this dance or what inspired you to do this? Like there wasn't really any filming process or writing process or editing process that they have to go through. Yeah. So TikTok or VidCon, watch your back. Sometimes now, I do come across some TikTokers and I'm just like, why don't you have more views or followers? Like they, you can actually tell that they're putting in work. I'm yeah. just like, wow, th- you're, you're amazing. Let's talk <laughs> about Playlist Live because I think Playlist Live is the musically version of VidCon. 
And I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Playlist Live in years. Me too. Years. Five to six years. I haven't heard a thing about it. And it was always like Jacob Sartorius type of people going to that. It was never YouTubers. It was always... I think like baby YouTubers do because I remember because I used to keep up with like Andrea Russett, Ricky Dillon, and they would always go to Playlist Live. So I think that there was like a very niche type of YouTubers that did go to Playlist Live. I just feel like I associate Playlist Live with like musically, like it just radiates such a musically vibe. And I've never been, I've never really wanted to go. Me neither. I didn't have interest in going. It's also really far. It's like in Florida. So, yep. Not in Florida. Florida. A musically convention in Florida sounds like my worst nightmare. I'm sure there's worse things in life than that, but that's that's pretty scary. I would agree. Yeah, but never been, never seen anything really good come out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna steer clear from Playlist Live. But the other conventions would be BeautyCon and then MagCon, which we've talked about before, and yeah. the very very cursed Lights Out tour. Which, if you don't know what that is, it happened in 2019. You can look it up on YouTube, get a rundown. It's happening again this year. Yeah, what a coincidence. Like, when we're finally talking about it again, and I I went on the website, and they're like, coming summer 2022. And I'm just like, it's summer 2022. Like, where's the lineup? I want to know who's coming. Not that I'm interested in, not that I'm interested in going. I'm just curious who got lured into this. Yeah, because I remember in 2019, it was like Lil Huddy and... Yeah, Jaden and boy. stuff like that. Yeah, but now they're like completely separated. So, not in they're, my mind, but they're in the most public's definitely mind. not going to be at Lights Out because I think yeah. they're, they're too big. For it's that. just so crazy to me the way that people come up on the internet or like are able to detach themselves from this thing they were once were. For example, Sean and Madcon. Yeah, but Sean did it in, like, a magician type of way. Yeah, Like, Lil forgets. Huddy is still, in my opinion, a little bit cringy. Sean Mendes is not cringy. I don't listen to his music, but I don't think he's cringy. And I also I don't like think a lot of people think he is cringy. He's kind but... of weird, but I don't think he's cringy. But I am a stan, so no Sean Slander coming from me. But yeah, um, make sure you know when Lights Out Tour is coming to your city and run when it does. I was checking out their Instagram and I saw a highlight that they were actually in Anaheim and I was just like, what? This run. is scary. Do you think pre- pretty much a gold on Lights Out Tour? They need to probably. No. They need that check. Jeff no. X Tings and pretty much. You know what? Jeff might because he is very big, quote, big on TikTok. He well okay he's not big but he's like really good friends with people who are big on TikTok. Okay, anyways, I wanted to briefly talk about my BeautyCon and MadCon exp- quote experience. Wait, you've um, been BeautyCon but not MadCon, but I wanted to talk okay. about like my POV on MadCon. Um so BeautyCon, I don't know if they still are going on, but I went one year because they were giving out free tickets. And my fave boys, Jack and Jack, were there. And this was, like, in L.A., so obviously I couldn't drive at the time. I still can't drive on the freeway at this time, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So, obviously, I had to ask my dad, and I had to get him a free ticket, too. So, me and Donald and him could all go. And literally, I only wanted to – I'm not a beauty girl whatsoever. I just wanted to go to see them. And, like, the inside was, like, for all the beauty stuff. And the outside had, like, I think food trucks and, like, performances and whatnot. And I waited all day at the stage just to see Jack and Jack perform for like 
probably less than half an hour. Um, and while I was waiting, I met like a bunch of random people like Becky G, Acacia Brindley, yeah. Glozell. I saw Scooter and he gave me like a Cody Simpson CD that I still have and I haven't like unwrapped it from the plastic wrap yet. Um, Scooter! Yeah. And this is the kind of the same energy as you in the in the Shane Dawson video, but me and Donald were in the BeautyCon recap video. And I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even like see anybody filming, but I felt so cool when I saw that. And I'm just like, Wait, wow, I'm gonna- Wait, what year did you go? Do you remember? I, this was probably like 2015 or 2016. Okay. I yeah. feel like that was also the peak of like beauty YouTube, like that like, yeah, cake for sure. on like thick makeup. And all the challenges and whatnot. Like James Charles. I don't think he was. I don't think he was popular at the time. I think this was like like when he was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then as for MadCon, I've never been, but I was like a MadCon stan. Um, And I think like that is just such an, like I didn't even realize that MadCon said for meet and greet convention. And I'm just like, you couldn't have come up with something a little bit better. But the way that these boys were picked and the way that, their careers turned out like nowadays is just so interesting to me and I've talked about this before but we need a case study on the fans what they're doing now what the guys are up to now and just like the whole like we need like the whole like 10 part docuseries exactly like where is Shane Dawson when we need him (laughs) and Shane if you need an assistant hit me up I will give you all the insight and I'll tell you all the fans that you need to talk to because a lot of my good friends now like we were MadCon girls and like that's where our bond started so really really interesting like it's like the way that I turned out is because I was a MadCon stan and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing but it's definitely (laughs) shaped me into the person I am today what an interesting like I just can't even believe humans have gone from like cavemen to things like macron it is so crazy to me i can't believe it the internet is crazy and it's only getting crazier because we're literally like at the beginning of it all yeah but i feel like what we just covered are kind of just the most significant social media type events at least for like stan twitter and people who are just like deep into fandom and social media so lots of different like different types of experiences yeah it's just like I could talk about so many different things related to like YouTube and stuff it's crazy there's so many like niche communities which are still sometimes going now but even like a few years ago like the peak of YouTube there were so many different things going on yeah I think that's all I feel so tired from talking about it, but I feel like I talked about like I really had to like the tip of the iceberg. I had to unlock a very high security part of my brain just to think about all these past memories. Literally, I had to go past the laser beams, dude. Because like what when I was thinking about BeautyCon, I totally forgot that I had met Sabrina Carpenter, and I was like, oh my god, she was dude. I remember yeah. she did a meet and greet at a mall here that was really far away. And I loved Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Even though Rowan Blanchard was my fave, I was like, I need to meet Sabrina Carpenter. And my mom was like, no, it's too far. Yeah, I, like, I had ah. totally forgot about all these things. And I had to refresh my memory so I could provide as much as I can for this episode. I just think overall, 
YouTube and internet celebrities are such a different breed than traditional celebrities. Or oh, musicians. absolutely. It's so weird. Like, and I feel like as much as they try or like however much success that they gain, they will never have that celebrity status. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's just like, I don't know if this will change in the future, but they're just not taken as seriously. I but feel I like also, Emma Chamberlain comes really close, but I don't think she'll ever be seen as like celebrity. I think celebrity. that it depends on who it is and the way they go about their internet career. These are my good stories from VidCon. They're very limited. So I saw slash met question mark because I didn't really meet them pretty much, which meant a lot to me four years ago. I also saw Gunnar And the way perform. that you defended their performance to Stan yeah, Twitter. I'll I don't never know, forget that. I don't know what I thought I owed them, but- they had a crazy hold over me. I saw Gunnar Gell perform, which was very fun. And he never released any of those songs because he's fake. And I met and made some good friends and I got lots of free stuff. Other than that, I don't really remember anything cool. And I haven't been to VidCon, so can't say anything about that. So that's the TanaCon tea. I know we've teased it like various times throughout the history of this podcast but now you guys know how we met and probably the reason why we are even having this podcast in the first place so thanks tana yeah thanks thanks tana mojo now shout out time you go first okay i'm going back to our old roots and i'm shouting out a fan made merch etsy and i know we're trying to go beyond that, but this one is really special to me because she makes the Gracie I Miss You I'm Sorry design that is no longer on Gracie's official shop right now. So I'm just like, let me get one of those in every size and color and every like article of clothing that you offer because that is an iconic Gracie design. Um, and she also has really awesome Lord Olivia Phoebe and Taylor merch. So if you're fans of them, check out Kate Made Co on Etsy. My shout out is a merch. I want it's like a clothing company, but I found it on Twitter and it is some real good stuff. It's called CryNowSobLater.com. And it makes the most random shirts, but they're so funny. Like one of them is TI-84 plus calculator and it has TI-84 calculator covered in flames and there's Honda Civic driver shirts, Honda Civic covered in flames, Kia Soul driver covered in flames. Um, Real good stuff would recommend and I think I might buy the TIA 40, TI-84 calculator shirt because that's a real good calculator. I agree. She got me through some hard days in high school. Yeah, that was my, like, that's a real one. TI-84? Yeah. Doing things my brain can't do. Anyways, those were our shout outs. And by the time this episode comes out, y'all who signed up for our newsletter should have received the first one last week. Would love to know your thoughts on that. And if there's any particular topics you want us to cover in the newsletter, let us know. So go to our Instagram, Fangirl Fever Pod. Go to the highlights and sign up there if you haven't. To get really good stuff in your beloved email. Yes. And maybe some exclusive content for the next season. Because this season is almost over. We only have four 
episodes left. Next episode. We don't even know what it is going to be yet. Yeah, so we haven't decided it's gonna, yet. Mm-hmm. That's all for this week. Enjoy the episode, the next newsletter, and the last couple episodes of this season. Yeah, hope you're having a good summer. And, and yeah. happy Pride Month because we didn't say that in our last yeah, episode. Yeah, happy Pride Month to all the listeners. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.